Hello everyone, Joyce here. So today we are looking at the book of Zephaniah. I had such big difficulty looking for this book somewhere. I found it like smuggled inside at the back. Uh, it, it's got only three chapters. It's such, so much of wealth in this chapter per se. So it starts off with this woe to her that is rebellious and defiled. So it uh, carries a, a fourfold indictment of the proud and the and the wicked Jerusalem. What, what, are, what are these four indictments? One is she listens to no voice. She accepts no correction. She does not trust in the Lord and she does not draw near to God. So listens to no voice. In other words, not listening to the voice of God. Accept no correction from the prophets. People can just come and speak, but Anna, I'm perfect, I'm fine. I don't need all these holy ones to dictate my life. Have you ever any time been like that? Does not trust in the Lord, but on false gods. So today even money can be a false god. Our securities can be our false god because we put our trust in them. She does not draw near to God, making no attempt. We do not, we do not study enough of God. We do not spend time with Him. We do not, we just go further and further away from Him. And then there's a new note, it starts with this new note of victory in verse 9. Yes, at that time, I will change the speech of the peoples to a pure speech that all of them may call on the name of the Lord and serve him with one accord. And then it says it goes beyond the rivers of Ethiopia. In other words, Ethiopia is like a far distant land. So this kingdom of God is for everyone. There's no diverse peoples, extends, there's no boundaries, it extends far and wide to anyone. And they and then what is what they, they shall bring my offering. And and on that day you will not be put to shame because you have because of the deeds by which you have rebelled against me. Because these are people you know, who have rebelled, you know, many times. Yeah. So we ourselves find ourselves in the category. We've rebelled rebelled. But then he says, You will not be put to shame. How nice not to go back to a place and, and not be told, Oh no, you did this, you did that. God says no. You will not be put to shame. He will make sure. But then I will remove from your best the proudly exultant ones. So two adjectives there. Proudly exultant. It's like uh, God is so this is uh, so averse to those who are proud and exultant. And you shall no longer be haughty in my holy mountains. This holy mountain is only for who? For I will leave in the midst of your people humble and lowly. Now this is a gentle thrust of the gospel towards the poor and the poor in the spirit. So every time to just call on, to just always check within myself. Am I being like this? Am I being haughty? Am I listening to no one's voice, accepting no correction, not trusting in the Lord and that's not draw, and not drawing near to God? Because if I do that, all of this, if I do make a correction, if I just amend my life, then I will be like in the following chapters in 14, the ideal community, one that is faultless, honest, truthful, fearless. Because it says here, they utter no lies. Shall be no found, there shall be none found in their mouth, a deceitful tongue. They shall pasture and lie down and none shall make them afraid. To be fearless community. Because we have nothing to fear. We have the God of the universe on our side. What is that to fear? And we move further into deeper into the gospel. I remember I said something about the, the poor being the thrust of the gospel. So Jesus starts off this beautiful gospel with this 
question, open question. What do you think? Ah, so nice. A teacher who starts off this uh, lesson always saying, what do you think? It's like your matters, your, your opinion matters to me. And then he brings in this parable, man had two sons and then he tells the first one, okay, you go and you go and work and he says, yeah, I'll do, but he doesn't do. Second son, he tells him, okay, you go and work. The son says, I will not do, he does. So it contains the psychological truth. The son who first says no, receives full, res resolves his edible conflict by first rebelling and then obeying. So this edible conflict is, is a psychological truth where the same-sex gender between parent and child is this conflict, no? Always is rubbing, because it's it's you you. That's why the child that is attracted more towards the opposite gender parent. So this initial rebellion, I will not do, but then I will do. He then the second son went and did. So these these two sons basically symbolize two different types of people, because both are both are opposing. One is the one is the one who is the leaders, the chief priests, you know, the, the haughty ones. The other one, the one on the fringe, the outskirts, who are the lowly, the humble. But then these are the ones that are, who do the will of God. So today, the question is, we have, we have, many of us have good intentions, intentions, no? If all, we always, we repeat our mission statements in church and all that. Many a time, do we live up to this rhetoric? Do we live up to this rhetoric? Because everyone has, oh, we have such wonderful, just sitting in church meetings, you can just say, oh, let's do this, let's do that, let's do this, let's do that. But then what happened? COVID came. Everyone's so silent. Many are silent. What's happening? What ha what's happened to our mission statement? Beautiful flavors, lovely ice creams just melted away. So today, let's just pause and think. Let's just pause and think, just really, really reflect on our actions, whether our words match up with our actions, because, because words, words are all f belong to the haughty people, no? The meek and the lowly ones, they, they say very little, oh, I, just, I speak so much. Oh, we need to really check ourselves because we are not, we are not, we need to be people of the word. Amen. So, Lord, help us as we struggle through this, Lord. Yeah, Lord, we're so full of good intentions, but never, never, many times just failing in our intentions. But at the same time, you will not shame us because the minute we come to you and we say, Lord, I'm sorry, you just, your heart melts. So today, just remind me of all the promises that I made to my church community, to, to you, Lord, most especially, and help me to fulfill them. Amen.